Good morning, guys. Uh, my name is uh, Wagdi Waba. Uh, I have a limited number of handouts. They are gone already. I talk about little faith. <laughs> I'm a man of little faith. So, Lord, help me. Help my lack of faith. Um, we are going to talk today about, as you could see, the uh, spiritual survival tips for short-term medical mission. Um, I just, uh, before we get started, uh, I want to share with you a story about a preacher uh, who was uh, checking on his, uh, one of his uh, people in his parish, and uh, she was a widow living by herself. So in, late in the evening, he went, uh, about dusk, he went and knocked on her door, and nobody answered the phone. And, sorry, nobody answered the door. And uh, hmm. the television was with on. You know, older people have their television loud. Every neighbor can hear it. And... Uh, and the lights were on, and he was wondering what's going on. So he knocked again. Nobody came to the door. So he took a card out of his pocket and wrote on it, Revelation 3.20. And he left it in her mailbox. And uh, on Sunday morning, in the offering plate, the lady took the same card and put Genesis 3.10. On it. And he went home and checked on Genesis 3.10 and started laughing like anything because Revelation 3.10 said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody hears my voice and open the door, I'll come and fellowship with him. And, and Genesis 3.10, that was made him laugh, is that uh, it says, I heard your voice in the garden, but I couldn't. Come to meet you because I was naked. <laughs> Honestly, from the Bible. <laughs> Revelation 3.20, Genesis uh, 3.10. Now, by show of hands, how many of you have been on a medical mission trip? Oh, wonderful. Great. Great. And... Uh, uh, just uh, some of you, where did you go for a mission trip? Ukraine. 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 Africa. Africa. Nicaragua. Nicaragua. China. 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 Peru. Peru. Uh, I'm sorry. Honduras. Honduras. Okay. India. The Amazon. The Amazon. Uh, so many places are represented. And uh, I think a question about that you and the team, what was the motivation for going? There is some motive. Uh, I know our students in, uh, in Gregory School of Pharmacy, and uh, that's uh, Palm Beach Atlantic, of course, it's West Palm Beach, you know that. Uh, some of them go because... They want to fulfill an educational rotation. One of their rotations in pharmacy is a mission rotation. Some of them go for what else? What do you think other motives? Travel. I can't hear you. Travel. Travel, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
just to, hey, it's uh, half of the trip is paid, or if it's fully paid, then I can travel around the world. Anybody else? Obedience. Obedience to God, to the call of God. So there's different motives to going into uh, a mission field. And by the way, when I say mission field, it doesn't have to be a foreign country. We have not not more than 12 miles away from West Palm Beach. We have areas where people need to be reached for Christ and be, to be reached for medical care. The missions can, can happen here. So do you think that uh, there is a spiritual component? Those of you who have gone, to a, there's a spiritual component to that medical mission. Yes, of course. Can somebody say why? Why is spirituality necessary? Anyone who went to why is spiritual component important in the in going on the mission field? Anyone? People are seeking for a purpose in life. Yes. Anybody else? Excellent. Without God being part of the of what we are doing, we it's difficult to face the challenges that are in the mission field. Anybody else? The people that we're seeing are whole people with a soul, not just a body. Yes, the people we are seeing, those people are people who Jesus died for. They are not only body; they are body, uh, spirit, and. Um, um, and what else? The body is uh, the somatic part of, and the psych, psycho, psychosomatic. We call it uh, um, theosomatic. Theo means theology. Somatic is is a physiology or body. Any other comments? That. To have a spiritual component in your mission trip, you have to be prepared ahead. Thank you. Very good insight. Anybody else? So that's why, that's why we have to be uh, spiritually equipped. Do you agree with me that people who went on a mission trip or planning to go on a mission trip, that some of your team members are fully equipped spiritually? Some of them are so-so, right? And some of them have no idea. Just give me the job to do. I will serve the people. I'll feel good about myself. And then I can come home. I said, I served people. Those poor people needed me. I'm so proud of me. And... uh, we have to keep in mind that we are dealing with a different uh, people from all different walks of life, from uh, all degree of faith. And that's why, my sister, what's your name? Deborah. That's why Deborah mentioned a good point. We have to prepare the team spiritually. When do you think we can prepare the team? He's saying now. Before we go, and actually, uh, 
I asked our team leaders, uh, we had about five or six uh, teams went to different parts of the, of the world, to uh, the Amazon, uh, Costa Rica, I went to Belize, uh, uh, where did we go, Taiwan, uh, to Zambia. Uh, so I asked them all uh, before I came here, I said, when did you start preparing your team uh, for um, spiritual equip equipping? Of course, we have to prepare for the logistics, the passport, the tickets, the uh, medication that we're taking with us, uh, uh, the uh, suitcases, the money, the uh, fundraising for the students and so on. But when do we start equipping them? And some of them said as early as January before going in May or June. Why? Because they need it. They need that preparation, especially people who want to not only to serve medically, but they want to serve uh, spiritually to reach people uh, for, for Christ. So usually the focus is, on, is to meet the needs of the population. And I'm not going to talk about that. I'm talking, going to talk about how to prepare the team spiritually because we focus a lot on how we're going to serve those people, uh, give them uh, medical care, uh, give them medication, all right, treating them nicely, but uh, we, we tend to neglect the team. The team, how can you give people something that you don't have? You can't. You can't. You have to yourself to be equipped spiritually. The team has to be equipped spiritually. By the way, this uh, handout, those of you who have handout, it's a long one, so I'm going to skip through. But uh, what I am interested in is to hear to hear from you. Any comments, uh, raise your hand. I'll be glad to hear from you. It's not the quantity of what we cover. It's the idea that we need to prepare the team uh, spiritually to give people something that they are equipped with. Right? They, they are not going to give anybody in this, in this Bible unless they open it and look at it. What's the plan of salvation? How are going, am I going to reach people? And, of course, it's uh, by word and by action and by attitude. So we agree that we should, start, uh, we should start early. So addressing their spiritual needs will equip the, them to be more efficient uh, to reaching the population from the spiritual point of view. And Ephesians 2.10 said, We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do uh, good work. So the focus in our service is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not I or me or us. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does the Bible say? Jesus said in Matthew 5, said, so people will see your good deeds and what? And praise God. The glory goes to God. And because the good works are in Christ Jesus. So what we'll discuss is who will benefit, and that's an obvious question. Why is it important? We'll discuss some of it now. And how to equip, that's where we spend uh, actually most of the time, the how-to. And what possible practical approaches to follow. 
Jesus said in Matthew 25, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Then the righteous will answer, Who? Me? Who me? I'm a good servant. Are you talking about me? What did I do? And Jesus said, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of my brothers of mine, you did for me. These are the little ones that we are reaching. And when we reach them, when we are fully equipped spiritually, we are reaching Christ. We are encountering Christ in them. And they are encountering Christ in us, if we are well prepared. This is a picture from the orphanage in Dominican Republic. And uh, what does it take? It takes awareness that we are working for the Lord. I'm not working for Gregory School of Pharmacy. I'm not working for my own glory. I'm working for the Lord. Who, who, gets, who gives the reward? The Lord gives the reward. That's what I'm seeking. That's the uh, awareness. Also, it's the fact that God has given us gifts, and we need those to use these gifts to serve, to serve other people. We are actually using God's blessings that are given to us to bless other people. And that's how they see uh, Christ in us. What does it take? And you can actually look at that. And if those of you who don't have the handout... I, I have a, a notepad here. If you take a, uh, one of your stickers and put it here, I would be glad to email it to you. But make sure it has the email, not the address. Uh, but all these references are excellent references. Awareness, First uh, Thessalonians uh, 5, 6, it says, Be alert and have self-control. Be alert. Commitment to God. We are not doing it for us. We are doing for uh, for the Lord. Uh, connectedness. Jesus said in, Matthew, in June 15, without me, you can do nothing. But if you are connected to me, you produce so much fruit. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. The attitude. Attitude in Philippians 2.5 says, have the attitude, have that attitude in you that was in Christ Jesus. The humility, all right? I am from West Palm Beach, a rich county, and I'm reaching those poor people because they are poor. I, they need them. I'm better than them, and they are worse than me. No, 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 not at all. That's not the right attitude. Jesus, God himself, who came down the steps of heaven, he reached the poor, and he had compassion on them. It's out of compassion, not out of looking down on people. Uh, pure motive. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Proverbs uh, say that uh, motives are weighed by the Lord. He knows what our motive is. Why are we going there? Why are we reaching those people? And conducting ourselves in a manner uh, pleasing uh, to the Lord. So, the start is... Uh, at home, before in the U.S., before we go out on a mission field or even drive 12 miles to the glades 
next to West Palm Beach, who serve the people, is that what is the purpose of going on a mission? Ask those questions to the members of the team. Is the out, what's the, what do you think is the outcome of this mission? What, what do you want to achieve from that mission? What does it take to be a successful and rewarding? And the answer of our, most of our students is that we want to reach those people. We want to treat them. We want to learn how to take blood pressure and, and uh, blood sugar. We want to triage them. All right? But we need to bring to their attention. No, no, there is a spiritual aspect to that. What do you think would be the impact of such trip on you and on others? And we have a lot of lives that were changed uh, because of going on a mission trip. What is the value of spirituality? Uh, number six says, is it true that I don't have to have a personal relationship with God to achieve excellent service and good works? We have a lot of, on the news, a lot of people who go on uh, to Haiti to help people after the earthquake, and they pose for the camera, and they, we have done and helped those people, and look what, where they were and where they are, and the pride of the, of the human nature. No, we want to uh, teach them that spirituality is important, and this, the credit goes to God who allowed them allowed me to go on a mission trip. Amen? Do you agree with that, those of you who want to mission? So, uh, we want to tell them that God and your relationship with Christ is an important part of this mission. That's why we are preparing you, we are equipping you ahead of time. What can you do for the team? It's not what am I going to get uh, from, from the trip. So, who will benefit? Of course, first-time attendance, that's a, a great experience for them, um, reaching people out and talking to them about the Lord Jesus Christ, handing Bibles, um, praying with them, praying over them. Uh, the missionary host and hostess, believe it or not, we could be a blessing to the host and hostess, the, the missionary host and hostess. They tell us, they take us around, they show us the country, show us the fields of service, uh, they help us with the meals, they help us with the, where we are staying. you agree with that? that? We could be a blessing to them as well, and just by being there in their home. The population, we can also uh, benefit them, and the veteran, even people who have been on mission trips so many times, are still blessed. It's a renewed experience every time uh, they go on a mission trip. This is part of a team, or actually a team that went to Belize uh, summer of 2010, right? Uh, so, why is it important? So, we discussed then who is benefiting from it, why, why is it important? Uh, of course, you, you can read that. I don't have to read it, but as you shared with me, we need the Lord, don't we? Without, without me, you can do nothing, Jesus Christ said. And I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So, so which one do you choose? You want to take the Lord ahead of you, or you want to face the difficulties by yourself on your own strength? That's one thing that we uh, tell our team 
It is His work and for His glory. We do good works and give, bring praise to God. Spiritual preparation. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says, set. The word set is a very important. Okay, since you believe in Christ and you are deeply rooted in Him, I'm paraphrasing here. Set your minds on things above. Set your hearts on things above. It is, as you will see in the next slide, it's a tune-up process. Setting up. And it is His work for glory. It is a, a setting up of our mind, tuning up our minds and our hearts. And also, 2 Timothy 3.16, those of you who are familiar with that, is that the Word of God that we, we discuss before we leave to the mission trip and why the mission trip and discuss many uh, topics, the Word of God is inspired by God. It's uh, good for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness. The Word of God is the best place to, uh, to start to equip the team and train them in righteousness. The other thing is that it is important because it encourages members of the team. We share our faith together. We share our support together. We have compassion for each other. And then assurance of God's faithfulness. Uh, Hebrews 13:5. anybody knows this verse? Never I leave you or forsake you. That's what, uh, uh, that's what the book of Hebrews says. So, why is it important? It's a heart tune-up, as I mentioned before. It's a faith tune-up. It's a mind tune-up. And it is an attitude tune-up. Do you think that needs preparation before we go? Of course, we owe them not to put them on the plane and take them there and here's what you're going to do, to prepare them ahead of time uh, before we go. I see Dean, uh, Dean Farrell just came in, right? Dean Farrell? Right. I asked you, uh, asked you um, how, uh, when do you start uh, preparing the team before we leave? And January. Yeah, about January. And I remember your email said, because they really need it, especially if they're going to reach the people for Christ. It takes time and it takes effort. And it takes really instruction from, from the uh, leaders of the team. Also, we need spirituality because it, it promotes the unity in spite of diversity. What does uh, uh, Romans 12 say? It says, we are uh, one body with many members with different gifts. One body, different members with different gifts. So when we bring the team together, they develop the unity in spite of their diversity. Also, it's awareness that spirituality is an important part of this mission. We are not going to do because we are good people, we are good-hearted people. It is for God's glory. It's a motivation to seek God's help in preparing people's hearts. We need to pray for the people that we are, go we are going to visit. Uh, Jeremiah 13, uh, 29, 13 said, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Amen? 
and also it gives us wisdom to deal with the problems. Uh, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. All right. Acknowledge his name and he will make your path straight. So these are important on why. And now we are into how. The spiritual preparation starts before leaving home, before leaving the United States, before leaving our surroundings and going to the mission field. And I'm reminding you again because of people who came in late that the mission field is not going out in Africa or China only. All right. It is also the mission field around us. All right. So before we leave our home, we need to have spiritual preparation. Also, equipping the members, the team members, at the beginning of the day while we are in the mission field, while serving in the field, and reflection at the end of the day. And that does not stop there. We reflect also when we turn back. These are important. These, if I don't finish my, my handouts or anything, these are the important points, that preparation early, while they are there, continue equipping them spiritually, at the beginning of the day before we hit, sometimes we are preoccupied with the mission that we have to do. We have to hurry up. We have to be there at 7.30. What about the time you give to the Lord for preparation? Can it be 7.35 or 7.40? Wait a minute. We need to equip ourselves spiritually, but the bags are ready and we are all set to go to the clinic. Can we equip ourselves spiritually first? Please. And... Then while serving on the field, they, a matter of attitude towards the population and reflection at the end of the day. So, before leaving home, uh, we get the groups together. And if any of you wants to add anything to this, uh, uh, please uh, feel free to do that. Uh, do Bible study and devotions with the whole team together. Um, Sometimes the team meets once a week or, or once every two weeks. Am I right, Dean Brown, Dean Farrell? Okay. Uh, or, and then also fellowship with the rest of the team members, having pizza together, having a meal together, putting the medication together. Uh, while we're doing physical preparation, we have time for reflections, for prayer. And this is the time when I get the individual team members and say, have you ever prayed before with somebody? No, I don't pray. That's a private thing. Okay, let's see. We'll see in another slide that step by step how they can pray. It's not very difficult to teach people how to pray. It's, they, uh, it's just the scare of it. All right? It's the fight or flight that we call in, uh, in physiology. Right? The fight or flight, I want to leave that place. I don't want to pray with, with anybody because I cannot pray out loud. We teach them how to get over that fear. Uh, seeking the good of the whole team. Uh, this is in your handout, Philippians 1. It's wrong. It's Philippians 2. Uh, it says that everybody do not do nothing out of selfish ambition. Do nothing out of selfish ambition, but put other people ahead of you. Don't uh, say, don't think that I'm quoting the Bible word for word. I'm just paraphrasing what I did. Right. Uh, 
exert every effort to maintain unity. As I told you, we are one body, many members, and many gifts that gets together. And the important thing is to take Wagdi off the throne. Take myself off the throne and put God on the throne. He is number one. I'm not the most important guy. We are not the most important people as leaders. We are servants of God. We put God on the throne, and instead of saying me, we say us, the team. And that, that's an example for the, uh, for the team to follow, team members to follow. And do all of this with the attitude of humility. I decided to take you on this trip because I'm a good guy. Right? That's the ultimate humility, isn't it? I always say I'm, I'm so humble, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> so how do we equip them? Uh, in their mindset, you remember we said the, it's an attitude, set up, tune up of attitude, tune up of our minds, tune up of our hearts, and to God to obey him, honor him, be right with him, be righteous with him to focus on him, to surrender everything to him, to allow him to use us in a, in a, in a special way and to serve him. And for others, for the rest of the team, is reflects what our relationship with God. Jesus said that love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your, your mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So our love for God reflects on our love to the team members and our love to the people that we, we are visiting by extending love and compassion, selflessness, encouragement. And if there is a problem confronted with love and with, uh, uh, with respect uh, and so on. How do we equip them? Now we are in the mission field. We left home. And now we are in the country or the area of, of service. At the beginning of the day, we do spiritual preparation. Um, this looks like an ideal thing, all right? But sometimes we fall, or sometimes we fail to do it. Uh, so what I'm saying here, I don't want you to look at me and say, oh, this is perfect example. I don't do perfect example. We are all, we all sometimes uh, fail to do that because of the business and because being in a, a strange environment. But we do the biblical devotions and, and prayers, and the devotions we take turns. We, we uh, have a schedule, and even some of sometimes the students take over the schedule. Right? Some of the team members take over the schedule and say, who's going to do devotion in the morning, who's going to do devotion in the evening? Who's going to do prayer who's in the morning, who's going to do prayer in, in the evening? Uh, and uh, here it is. Uh, here is how you can pray. Praise, uh, focus on God, submit to his will, and seek his presence. And just practice. Praise you, God, for, for bringing us here safely. All right? And when we went to Belize in May of this year, we got to the customs. And in the customs... They opened our bags and found medication, about 30 bags full of medication, and hygiene products, and over-the-counter medication, and prescription medication. 
He said, ah, you don't have a permission to bring that in. So you have two choices, either to we confiscate it completely because you did not get a permission ahead of time, or you have to pay a high customs on it. So I looked around, and the whole team was standing behind me. I said, time to pray, guys. <laughs> Call on the Lord. You will seek me when you, and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That is where the rubber hits the road. I need you, Lord. So the guy, the guy really reprimanded me. Uh, and they got the head of the customs and they said, you're not supposed to do all of that stuff. Just let him pay the, pay the customs. We'll not confiscate it. How much was the custom on more than... How many thousand dollars, Dean Farrell? $5,000 worth of stuff, $38. <laughs> and it's not, he was firm, it's not 38 Belize dollars, it's 38 U.S. dollars. <laughs> Praise you, Lord. <laughs> Remind the, uh, the team that this is the power of prayer, that when we pray, God comes to the rescue. And this is a type I call of an arrow prayer. Shoot an arrow to heaven and say, that's different from uh, your daily prayer and daily meditation. So the students or the members of the team, including the leaders, choose their own devotions and use or use resources. We take resources with us for them to prepare their devotions and say what it means to them. So that's uh, in the morning. Uh, one more thing we do in the morning before we leave is that we pray. And if we put this list in front of us, Lord, please help us with the people, prepare their hearts to receive our message and to receive our care. How difficult is this to pray? You don't have to close your eyes. Right? You, some of you pray while you are driving and you don't close your eyes, right? <laughs> Hopefully not. So uh, I think the word that you have to do this and pray, close your eyes, that in itself triggers fight or flight. All right? So talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, please be, prepare the hearts of the people. Encourage the team and protect them in whatever they are doing. Uh, we have requests for so-and-so who had a sunburn yesterday. Right? Um, somebody had eat something improper and have diarrhea today. Let's pray for that person. All right. And prepare, pray for the host mission or missionary and for the local helpers, the people that are helping. Pray for them. For God to open their heart to receive our message, our care, our love, and for us to receive the same from them. Uh, pray that God will help us to open by opening the doors and reaching out to the population that we are serving. Any comments so far? Any want to comment or say anything? Also, we, if you are on the second day, you want to reflect on uh, the previous day. If it was a good previous day, give praise to God, give credit to God. If there's challenges, 
then you need to seek his help. Lord, we had that problem yesterday. First day uh, after we got the medication from the customs, loaded on the bus, 30 suitcases. We were ready the morning to go serve, and, and then the medical center said, uh-huh, the clinic is not open for you. They, they are not open today. Well, we are, they are open, but they are not ready to receive us today. We don't have any personnel to take care of you. What do we do now? And you see the discouragement. We are here. We are ready. We have prayed, and we have asked the Lord, what happened? Then we say, okay, this is a challenge. Let's pray together. And we got together, and we prayed. One o'clock in the afternoon, we got the call. It said, there's a clinic about 10 miles down the road. They need help. So we packed and went, and it was a marvelous day of service. Uh, and that uh, shows, the, shows the team that seeking God and have the spiritual component in, in our mission uh, releases the power of God in our work and our day. Uh, also, what we did, we cut a small piece of paper and write questions on it. If you have the handout, at the end of the handout, there is tons of questions uh, that uh, we write down. And those, hand, uh, those uh, uh, pieces of paper, we have four people answering the same question. What do you think you are doing here? How do you feel about yesterday? All right. Uh, tell us a funny story of what happened yesterday. The, guy, the kid who has a balloon with water and throw it in my face or something like that. Uh, all of this uh, keeps the group dynamics together. And as you would see in, in a couple of slides that in the evening we open these. We put them together. There's no names on them. All right, you can write whatever you want, but that keeps the cohesiveness of the team. We open them and read the answers to uh, to those questions. <laughs> Write one new thing you experienced during the trip. People being very hospitable, loving one another just as God commanded. I was touched by how much knowledge small children have about God and how many they love Him. How many of the kids love him? Uh, is there something you want to do before the end of the trip? That's an idea uh, for the, for the uh, team members to express their desire. What was your impression of yesterday? What do you think we should pray for regarding the mission trip? Many, I have about four pages or five pages worth of questions and answers. How did the strip strengthen your relationship with Christ? What's your impression regarding a visit to the clinic on, on Monday? Uh, share with this group how this trip strengthened your relationship with other members of the team and how did it strengthen your relationship with Christ? What's your favorite Bible verse? What's your favorite part of prayer? All of these are uh, not only uh, 
promotes critical thinking but also uh, helps the team to uh, be cohesive. While serving, now we have prepared, had breakfast, uh, cleaned up after breakfast, did our devotion, pray for the day. Now we are in the field. We want to remember, we want to tell the team that you are called to serve. We are God's workmanship created for good works in Jesus, in Christ Jesus. We are Christ's ambassadors. Second uh, Corinthians 5, we have, we have been given, Paul says, we have been given the message of reconciliation. What's reconciliation? Reconciliation between God the Father and us. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ. It's serious. When, I'm, when people see me, and I'm an ambassador of the United States, when I speak, the United States is speaking. When I'm ambassador of Christ, Christ is speaking. Am I going to present Christ well or poorly? Or not represent him? Period. Just be silent. We are Christ ambassadors. When they see us, they see Christ. They see Christ in us. We want to be sensitive to God's voice. Uh, when something happens in the field that's spontaneous, uh, we need to be flexible enough to adapt to it, to be sensitive to God's voice. Go and talk to that person. We, we went to serve in that clinic, the same clinic, the next morning, and um, the head of the clinic said, I want you to go in all these classrooms in the perimeter. It was a we were in the, in the yard, the school yard. Go to all the classrooms and pass the antiparasite medication and vitamin A to each and every student. Make sure they, make sure they uh, have it, they have the dose, they don't put it in their pocket or throw it away. It's mandated by the Ministry of Health. Antiparasite and vitamin A every six months. So we, it was a surprise. We were there to do triage, and so we split the team and we visited the classroom. An opportunity to pray with those guys. I went on the board and said, God loves you. I love you too. Can you read that in English, guys? They all read it in English. God loves me encouragement to the people, but this is where God called us, even we did not know about it. Be flexible and be gracious, because there will be surprises and, and change in plans. Being flexible means dispensing medication and serving people from, from the school bus, from, from the back door of the school bus, you prepare, open the door, and people are lined up outside there. Being flexible, being dispensing medication, and preparing compounding in, in the open air, triaging in the open air. Being flexible, I don't have to have a, a clinic, air-conditioned clinic. No, there are, uh, I don't have the picture of that, but in that yard there was goats running around, donkeys, all, and kids running around. So, we need to be flexible. Now, while being in the field, we need to remember what we mentioned before. It's an attitude of humility, a commitment, 
delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart, being uh, joyful, uh, motivation. God examines our motivation and our conduct. But remember, whether you are serving physically or spiritually, you are building memories. What kind of memories am I going to build? You are building memories. And also we can build relationships. And we can impact people's life. If I don't get to that slide, uh, uh, in the book of Corinthians chapter 3, Paul said, who says I belong to Paul or Apollos or Cephas? We all belong to Christ. We plant the seed. We may water the seed. But who makes it grow? God makes it grow. We don't know what life we are going to impact. We just have to be obedient. And again, to be obedient and to do the will of God, we have to be equipped uh, spiritually. This is building relationship right there. All right? I did not give him the uh, papaya. He gave it to me. That was my adopted brother from Dominican Republic. This is uh, building relationship, giving stickers to the kids, giving those uh, uh, bracelets to the kids. This is building relationship. This is my adopted grandchild there. She just hang out, and, and there's another picture where she put this on my head. I think she noticed that I was kind of, of bold, not courageous, bold as in bold. So she put it on my head, and we took a picture of that. That's building good relationship. Now when we go back after the day, we need to reflect. In the evening, somebody will do the devotion, will do prayer, uh, will reflect on what happens, uh, what activities happens, whether it's medically or spiritually. Somebody wants to tell us what, what did you share, whom did you share with, how did they receive it, how many Bibles did you give away. How many VBS, Vacation Bible School, kits did we give to the children? How many bracelets with the message of Christ did we distribute? Reflect on that in the evening. Share the challenges, and then we can pray about it and improve on it. We, Of course, we need to be gracious and helpful to the part of our faith in action is to help the host and the hostess and not to take them for granted. Very careful. That's a witness. That's a silent witness to be gracious to those hosts and hostesses to help you clean up. Not to impose. Sometimes the meal is is not what I like. It's not steak and baked potatoes. All right? It's uh, rice and beans are okay. All right? Sometimes they are not what I want. The, one of the things we, we always advise our team members that be gracious to them. Accept what they offer. Be thankful so that they feel that they are appreciated and also they can see Christ in us. Not uh, preaching without showing the right attitude. Uh, Help with cleaning, of course. Uh, Be gracious to them. Share the AM question. Open those questions and I have five answers to one question. All right, I share that. And then the next question and the next question. That keeps the group uh, busy for a while and, and cohesive. Then we laugh at each other. We laugh at the answers that we, uh, we received. Have fun. 
we need in the evening to have fun and relax a little bit and play games and so on and then prepare for the next day. These are the people that we, uh, some of the kids that we have served. This particular lady, her husband left her with all her children. He just disappeared. Doesn't have any medication for the baby. The baby had diarrhea. And our team took her in. And some of the, our students took them, carry the baby, and they give them the... Uh, um, the dehydration uh, preparation. We have the lady a Bible. Uh, so we we uh, this really this lady really touched our heart. Now we are returning home, and I have two minutes. When we come home, it's not the end of a story. The uh, I don't know. Different teams do different things. Uh, Dean Farrell, what do we do with the team after we come back? Reflect on what happened, uh, and also I would reflect on the the value of the preparation that we had them through. I said you had me work very hard from January until May just for eight or ten days. But it was worthwhile because it produces fruit. Or what happened? What, what was the reason for the problems? What do we have to learn from this experience? Also, the cohesiveness to get them together. Right? Have a picnic, have a Bible study together. And also, we teach them the responsibility of sharing, uh, giving God the glory. I did. No, we did. The Lord did. Uh, Remember that we are planting the seed, as I said before, and stay in touch. We, we, we build cohesiveness together. And when I see them in the classroom and they see them in the hallway, uh, we build connection together. Hello, by name, we know each other. Uh, and then tell others is very important. We need to, if you are spiritually obedient to God, we need to share with others the blessing that we received and the blessing that we have given to, to people. And now, share your knowledge, because when you come back from a mission trip, you are an expert, in, and you know more about that mission field than somebody who never went there. You are the expert, all right? Even if you have just minor experience, it is better than zero experience. And you share that with the other people. Oh, it was wonderful. But when we go to Belize or Dominican or Costa Rica, we need to watch for so-and-so. We need to take more of so-and-so. Share the blessings and share the experience and witness about the greatness of God. God showed up in the customs. Hallelujah. Witness about that. Celebrate God's, God's work. God showed up when we prayed for a field to work. And he showed up. Uh, these are some of the questions that, uh, is this your first mission and so on. Those are some of the questions. And if you need them, I can send them to you. In conclusion, whatever happens, whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Whatever, 
my, what I say, my attitude, my thoughts, my body language, everything I do should be worthy of the gospel of Christ. And we stand firm as a team in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel. Let your light shine. Bring glory to God. Amen? Amen. Any questions? Yes. Or fundraising. Yep. Get ready to go. And don't let any other thing stand in your way. If God's telling you to go on a missionary trip, don't let the evil one put obstacles in your way. That's a real important part of preparation. Uh, in light of that, uh, I'm with Christian Pharmacist Fellowship International. We have scholarships available for students. Thank you, Luigi. Anybody else? Yes. Is this a secular school that you work at? No. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I apologize. I should have said that our school is called the Lloyd L. Gregory School of Pharmacy. It is a faith-based pharmacy education. Uh, I, mean, I think my dean will call me now to accountability because I did not promote our school. If you want... <laughs> If you want anybody to go to a Christian school of pharmacy where faith is integrated in the classroom, while we are studying about the heart, we talk about the heart in the Bible, about the blood, about the physiology, the intricate uh, function of the body. So it's a Christian pharmacy school. Thank you. Mm-hmm. One of the rare ones. How many do we have, uh, Dean Farrell? How many do we have in the nation, pharma, Christian pharmacists? Well, it depends on your definition. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we were the first and the only for about eight years, and now there's about four. Yep. Out of 150. Mm-hmm. So we're nine years old, going on ten. I did not. Anybody here? Yes, right here.
uh, local leaders would help also to find local leaders who are actually trained in spiritual guidance and they would lead their local. That's what how Billy Graham does. Uh, so this is the example. Anybody else has input in that? Yes. Uh, if anybody wants uh, uh, the uh, a copy of the slides, uh, uh, please uh, put your sticker on the uh, on that notebook that we have here. Uh, Somebody is around. Okay. So uh, maybe we should make a page for the, uh, uh, what do we call it, Dif devotions, mission devotions? Mission devotions and one for the handouts. So whatever you want, we'll sign up for that. Before you leave, can I pray with you? Father God, I thank you that you have given us this opportunity together. Thank you for each and everyone who is here. And we ask, I ask your blessing upon their lives, about, upon their plans. Convict their hearts, if you are willing, that, that they would go on a mission trip. Guide them and lead them and prepare them spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Guide their way and light their way. May your name be glorified in whatever we do or say.